Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by the one and only Jade Warshaw, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. I know y'all are DMing us all your questions, and I say, call The Ramsey Show. Okay, I can't sit here all day in the DMs. This is where we answer the world's questions. So call us up and we will help you. Zachary has chosen to do so to kick us off. He's in Madison, Wisconsin. What's going on, Zachary? Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good. I was just calling to get some input. Um, I'm currently a travel nurse and uh, we don't have like a retirement plan for travel nurses and my wife she doesn't have a retirement plan, and we don't have any debt right now. We have about 200000 in savings, um, and we don't have much of retirement, and we were looking to buy a house, but we didn't know whether to just put all of our monies that we have in savings into our retirements or to try and buy a house. Mm. We have, Right now, we have a Roth IRA. I have about 50000 in that, and then she has like maybe 20,000 in hers. Okay. How old are you two? Uh, 29 and she's 28. Great. Well, the good news is you guys got plenty of time to build wealth. And the fact that you have this amazing foundation, no debt and 200 grand Mm -hmm. tells me that you're onto something here. So, uh, your, your luck is not lost. And those Roth IRAs are retirement plans. So, you do have those options at the very least right now while you're doing this travel nursing. I imagine you're going to eventually be in a more stable situation with work. Yeah, hopefully this year. <laughs> and so then you'd have an you'd have retirement plans, right? Yeah, for me, not for her. She works for a South African company, so she okay. doesn't get any benefits. But so you may have different options in the future. For now. Maxing out those Roth IRAs is a great move. I'm guessing you have a six-figure income. What's the household income? Um, about 160000 between both of us now. The awesome. rates are going down for travel nurses. So, Yeah. Well, that's still going to be plenty of money that you could be investing. And the way we look at home ownership versus investing, you're kind of in this baby step 3B. So you want to be mm-hmm. – you could be investing. You could just put all this into a house. I would recommend a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Have you okay, okay. have you looked in your area? Do you kind of have your eye on what you might want, and do you know what it costs? Um, well, I'm looking for like uh, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. My wife keeps sending me ones for like five hundred thousand. <laughs> <But laughs> well, I trying mean, trying to talk her out of the sky. At the end of the day, you know the the guidelines that we teach is you want to go in looking for a fifteen year fixed rate conventional mortgage mm-hmm. and you don't want the payment to be any more than 25% of your take home pay. So that's kind of what mm-hmm. your aim is. And you know, if you were looking if you were looking to put $150,000 down on a $350,000 house, I'm sure you'd be just fine. Um mm-hmm. because I do want you to keep you said you had 200,000 saved. I do want to make sure you're saving out 3 to 6 months of expenses and that you're not thinking, "Hey, I'll just dump this whole 200,000" into a mortgage yeah, because, yeah. you know, houses come with well, upkeep. <laughs> what was that? I said houses come with upkeep and ACs go out and the, the roof gets yeah. busted and water leaks in the kitchen. And so you want to make sure you go in with three to six months of expenses mm-hmm. into that just as an emergency fund there. 
And do you recommend uh, moving over any of our like save money? So the retirement doesn't include; it's not included in that two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So it's all liquid in the two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend setting any of that aside to put into like a longer term retirement? I mean, you could max out your Roth IRAs. That's seven thousand for each of you. So that's fourteen thousand right there. You could, but you don't have to. I mean, you guys are twenty nine. If you if you said to yourself, "Listen, I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna keep out forty thousand of this for a three to six months of emergency, and from this point on, I'm investing fifteen percent." You could do that. How long did it take you to save the two hundred thousand? I'm curious because kind of as a rule of thumb, uh, we also say if it's going to take you more than two or three years to save up a down payment, you should probably start investing something. So, how long did it take you to save this two hundred thousand? Um, about four years, just because of the travel nursing money. Mm. Like and I'm kind of with George. So. I'm in George's camp. I would definitely set aside. I think there's just a nice mix here. If you took 40 for your emergency fund, put 14K, max out the Roths, and the rest can become your down payment, that leaves you with 146 to put down. And mm-hmm. then you can start crunching these numbers to go, hey, we can afford a $400,000 house right now, or we can wait another six months and bump up to 450 if we keep saving. And yeah. so you guys are in a position where you have those kinds of options. But uh, I would at least start the search. And you can get connected mm-hmm. with a Ramsey Trusted Real Estate Agent uh, who sells a whole bunch of houses, and they know what they're doing in this weird, wild market, uh, even in your area in Wisconsin, yeah. and they can help you get this, get your homework going to see what you can actually afford and even start getting some some game plan of what you're going to do and what you're going to buy. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the 200000 in high-yield savings right now? I have 98000 in high-yield savings and 35000 in like a mutual fund and then another... Thirty-four thousand in Robinhood. <laughs> oh boy, get mm, it out of Robinhood! <laughs> yeah. Yes, you about to get hoodwinked by Robinhood, my man. Oh man, and, uh, that app I've makes it so easy. Money, Those apps are, are made to take your money, not make it. So be careful. Yeah, I would move it all to high yield yeah. savings, including your emergency fund, and you could be making four to five percent guaranteed without making a stupid decision. Indeed, because of an app notification, which ain't bad, especially if you're not ready to pull the trigger on anything in the next several months like listen you may as well put it somewhere where you can get a little return yeah. on it every hundred grand bit. that sits there for a year you made five thousand so okay pretty good couch mm-hmm. money right there my friend yeah okay all right i'll start looking into it thank you guys you, you got it ease my nerves on it i appreciate it you bet happy to snap you out of the uh paralysis analysis that can happen <laughs> i mean what a problem to have 200 grand sitting there we want to buy a house we know we should be investing yeah. but hey no debt to pay off Listen, that's a good place to be in. I gives you different options. A much better situation to be in as opposed to I'm in debt. I'm I'm two hundred thousand dollars in debt. My house is too expensive. Mm. I don't have anything saved in retirement, which we hear that every other call. I so. just I d- I got a DM. Spe- speaking of which, on Instagram, this guy was like, "Hey, here's our situation. Mm-hmm. We have these goals. We we have no debt except the mortgage." And I said, "What's the mortgage?" He said, "It's a million dollars." And they made one sixty, which is a great income. But he said 60% of their take-home pay was going toward the mortgage. That's known as house poor. Exactly. And so that's what happens when people make these decisions before they should, Mm -hmm. because they got a little starry-eyed while zillowing. Yes. And they went, well, woe is me. The housing market's crazy. Let's just buy our dream home now. Yeah. And the dream home becomes a nightmare. Don't do that. That's... I can't breathe thinking about a million-dollar mortgage. With 160,000 income, for sure. 60% of your money out the door, that's called... Living to work. That's middle class fancy right there. 
That's living to work, not working to live. 100%. Looks, looks good to the outside world, but you can't even breathe inside of that box. That's costing you way too much mm, to live in. I wouldn't much. leave my house. I'm like, I pay too much of my oh, mortgage to ever seconds. leave. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd be up and out of that. Move with patience, my friends. Out of debt with the emergency fund, then get a solid down payment. Do this so that it's a blessing, not a burden. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Chris is up next in Cincinnati. Chris, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can Jade and I help? Um, so my wife and I are expecting our first baby in July. Woo-hoo. Uh, yeah, super excited. Um, and we've been paying off debt, uh, very consistently putting back a lot of money. Um, we are looking to get rid of the motorcycle that I currently own, mm-hmm. um, which I am upside down on. And in our order of debt, it would be second to the house. Um, So I was wondering if I should, since we were trying to get rid of it, if I should skip the credit card and truck payment and move straight to that and chip away at it, or if I should just continue to follow uh, the order. I would follow the order. I mean, the, the point of listing the debts from smallest to largest is not, it's more psychological than it is me getting my hands on more money in one moment um, because you want to feel those wins. My question for you is this motorcycle, what do you owe on it and what is it worth? Um, So I I blame myself for this, but it, (laughs) it is worth 17,000 and I owe about 31. Ooh, Lordy. My goodness gracious. Okay. What's the payment on it? Just curious. Uh, six ninety four. Oh my lord! Okay. What's the truck worth? Uh, the truck is worth thirty thousand. And what do you owe on that? Uh, about thirty thousand. Let's get rid of that hmm. truck. This poses an interesting conundrum here. You it got another does. car? Uh, we have a Jeep Wrangler that is paid off. We're like getting that. rid of the truck. What's the truck payment? <laughs> uh, the truck payment is. Five seventy five. Oh golly! Woo! My G- golly, G Willikers! Like this is crazy. Um, and what's left is the credit cards. Is that it? Uh, yeah. One we we just paid off one credit card, and we only have one left. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has about forty three hundred dollars on it. Okay. Okay. So that's your that's your gonna smallest knock out debt instantly. Yeah. Do you have right, any savings? Yeah. Uh, we have about ten grand saved. Good. Okay. Here's. George, let's see if we're on the same page. You've got a Jeep. Um, are, do you both you and your wife work outside the home? Uh, yes. Okay. I think this is possible because especially when you don't have kids yet and your wife's probably going to be going on maternity leave if, if not already soon here. Um, I would sell this truck for $30,000 and you've got ten k. I would throw that towards if you wanted to just pick up a cash car. If you yes. needed it, you could. But you don't necessarily have to because I have a sneaking suspicion mama's going to have a baby. She's going to be at home for a little while. They can probably make the one car thing work for a while. He could knock out this $4,300 credit card and have some money to put towards the upside downness of this motorcycle for when he does sell it. 
Yeah, with the baby on the way. Here's I'm really trying to think what I would do in your shoes. Oh, you do have the baby I on would, the way. If you sell the truck, I like what Jade's saying, is we're going to use the 10K and maybe take six of that and get a used car for now. Okay. It's for you to get around in. You leave her with the Jeep um, until baby's here and then stack up cash until baby and mom are home safe. Once that happens, you may have enough to get rid of this upside-down motorcycle. Okay. Once baby and mom are home safe and you've got a bunch of money stacked in savings. Right. So that's probably what I would do in that order. Um, and if you could find an even cheaper car, I'd love you to knock out the credit cards and then just stack up money until mom and baby are home. Listen, George is being nice because I would tell you to go with one car. Right. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm, I would never tell you to do something I never did. And when I was pregnant, we had one car because we sold the other one. So I'm just saying it's an option to you. It just depends on yeah, how the, quickly you want to go. And commutes and, you know, can she drop you at work and, yeah. you know, do that whole rigmarole, carpool, whatever you got to do to get by for a little while. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got yeah, some I options. Mean, yeah, you've got options. But keeping the toys with wheels, that's not one of them. No, that What's your right. household income? Right. Uh, it's, I think in 23, it was just over 100 grand. Love yeah, it. All together between the both of us. And is she going to continue working outside the home after baby's here? Um, I, not like right away, obviously, but I think that her plan is to eventually return. She's a nurse in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe her game plan is to go back to work. Okay, cool. Are you guys doing any investing right now? Uh, no, no, I, I, I wasn't sure if we should. You shouldn't, not yet. You're right. I just want to make sure you weren't because if you were, you pause that and that would free up some money as well. Okay. Yeah. Man, this, I think this this truck is going to free you up of that five seventy five. Mm-hmm. You can then start throwing into savings. Yeah, and think how quickly you could. I mean, the ten thousand aside, because and there is a world where you just keep that ten k sitting there until the baby is born. You don't do anything, um, and that's probably the best choice here. But even with that five seventy five cleared up, think how quickly you know once baby is born and once everything's you know, yeah. back up and running. Think how quickly you could pay off this credit card, close the gap on that motorcycle. There's just, it, it's so much money, you know. And that even just, if they did this today, six months without that payment, is yeah. 3500 bucks. Exactly. And exactly. so that's at least as much as you could save just by getting rid of the payment. That's right. Making no other sacrifices. All right. Okay. Um, so it would be smart then to, once that is all out of the way, what you guys just talked about, um, to chip away at the bike until it's down to what it's worth and just sell it and break even as far as... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other option you could do is go out and take a, a, a smaller loan against the difference with a credit union to get out from under this sooner. Yeah. Leaving you with a 13, 14K loan because mm-hmm. you don't even need the motorcycle. You don't need it for transportation. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to go get yeah. another one. So at least right. you'll be 14,000 in debt instead of 31,000 in debt. Right, that's going to make your snowball a lot bigger payment-wise, okay. too. So I would go down to your local credit union and see if they would give you the amount for the upside-down portion. But just to clarify, the 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 key to press go on all of this, when you put the keys in the ignition, is when the baby comes home safe. That's that's when we're turning the keys to start to start doing real things, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Yep. Sweet. I Ooh, love it. Great. Yeah, congrats. Great. Thank you know, you. I want to give you thank guys you. a little uh, 
baby moon gift, if you will. I'm going to gift you guys Financial Peace University and every dollar to give you guys a little bit of hope, a little pep in your step as you make this journey, grueling journey of not only getting rid of this debt, but also a third trimester. Ooh. That's a real one. That's a real one. Ooh. Man. Tempers, real talk. tempers flare, George. There's a lot of emotion that final Most of them trimester. were geared toward me. Any man. Yeah. <laughs> Not I just did, you, George. It wasn't say, just you. I enjoyed the nesting phase because I like organizing. So I was like, finally, game on. Like, She's ready. This. Let's do this thing. Listen, I but, feel sorry for just about any man in the in the third trimester. It's like, real. I, you know what I did enjoy was she got real into sugar in that third ooh. trimester. And so it was like... Ice cream and Oreos again? But don't eat hers because then it's atomic status. I learned that. I need to get my own pint. <laughs> get your Husbands, own this is pint. the real advice. Like you're here for the financial advice, but you stay for the third <laughs> trimester advice. Yes, do not dip your spoon into her ice cream. That is... Lesson learned. But that is a good financial piece that people don't think about. Is We call it stork and storm mode. That's right. Only time to pause the baby steps, pause the debt snowball, mm -hmm. is if you're in a major storm. I'm not talking about a flat tire. I'm talking about a major medical yeah. event, a job loss, where yeah. we got to go, hey, we got to pause and save up. And babies fall into that category mm -hmm. uh, because when things go right, it's wonderful. But it's when you, the medical bills start to stack up That's and right. you're in the hospital for more weeks than you thought. And you know, you didn't think about insurance not paying out 100%. That's right. And what your deductible and out-of-pocket max is. And so all of that adds up. Yeah, because in his case, to only, I mean, 10000 saved sounds like a lot of money. But if your deductible is $5,000, you know you're going to hit it when you have a baby. So it's worth talking about, you know, making sure you've at least, at the very least, got that deductible in cash ready to go because you're going to be handing out some cash when you have a baby. Whew. Before you hit that max and you go, mm -hmm. thank God. Yes. It's on the insurance company now. That's important. More of your calls coming up. 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Go to neighborly.com slash Ramsey and download their winter maintenance checklist. It's free and it's full of tips to get your home through the colder months with no issues. Again, you can check it out at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. All right. Today's question comes from Lucas in Kentucky. He says, I'm 18 years old and earn $42,000 a year. I got into an accident this week and totaled my Camaro. I'm expecting the insurance settlement will be about $10,000 and I still owe $6,300. The problem is I want a new car. Don't we all? I'm into muscle cars. 
aren't we all? And found a 2023 Mustang for about $46,000. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a lot, but I can get a loan at 7% interest in 84 months with payments of $650 a month. My parents said it's too much. Thank you, parents, for what I'm making and for being so young. I'd like a second opinion from you. Listen, we'll give you a second opinion, a third, fourth, and fifth, because I'm sure the booth guys probably uh, <laughs> agree with us. Jade might give you more than an opinion. It might be a whooping by the end of this one. I want. This is not a good situation. I would. There's nothing I would love more than to to put a whooping on Lucas, but he's 18, and you know he needs a little. Did they stop teaching basic math in school? Did we just like <laughs> skip to the Pythagorean theorem and calculus? Because in I, many I cases, making, yes. Like making forty-two thousand. And you're going to buy a depreciating asset that's worth $46,000. He doesn't see it that way, though. He sees it as, I'm making $42K. I live at home. I have no bills. I, You know, the world is my oyster, and I can easily make a $650 payment. That's what he sees. And so I get it, but I love that he's for like, an opinion. And he's, he's like, the problem is, I want a new car. We all want a new car. And... Even we all love muscle cars. Like nobody looks at a Camaro and goes, I hate that. <laughs> I prefer my cars flabby without muscle. That's right. If, if, if you're offered, if you win the prices right and you're offered a 2023 Camaro, everybody's going to be happy with that. So here's the confusing part, though. He says, I know it's a lot, but I can get a loan at 7% interest for 84 months and the payments will be 650 As though as this, this is... is some kind of opportunity for stupid. <laughs> I actually did the math for him, Jade. What is it? He'd be paying. Get this. Over $12,000 in interest alone. He didn't think about that. So this $46,000 car, you're really buying a $58,000 oh, car. Oh, my word. Making oh, forty two. And by the way, once you pay it off, it ain't worth close to fifty eight. It's probably worth twenty five. That's a good fact. Because new cars, on average, lose 60% of their value in the first five years. That's right. That's right. Goodness. And he's going to sign on to an 84-month... You know what's funny? They... These car dealerships are so smart, Jade. They talk they talk about loans like they're babies. It's like, how old's your baby? She's mm -hmm. 84 months old. Mm -hmm. Just say it's a seven-year car loan, because that makes you think twice. Yeah. In terms of months, we're like, I don't know, 84 months? Yeah, a I month think, is only 30 days, Jade. This will fly by. I think he thought he's parlaying this settlement into a great opportunity. He's like, listen, I'm getting 10000 He owes 6300 It sounds like after he applies the it, it sound well the way I read it was he's getting ten thousand he owes sixty three so he'll come away with you know four hundred or what four thousand or whatever yeah that he can use as a down payment on this car is what I'm thinking um, I don't think it's that he'll owe sixty three hundred after the fact but even still <laughs> oh my no goodness. matter how you slice this um, it's stupid it's it's stupid and I get. So many people think, oh, I got in an accident. I'll just replace it with a brand new car. And, you know, for what I've been through, I should be able to get what I want, you know, and that's not it. If you've got $3,700 or 4,000 bucks, just buy a car in cash and slowly trade up. Think of this as an opportunity to not go into debt again, because um, I'm guessing the Cam Camaro that you had before, clearly you had payments on it because, you know, He's, there you have he it. He owes money. So let's let's look at this, Lucas, as an opportunity to kind of break that debt cycle and see what life is like without a car payment. Think about all the things you could do. My guess, like I said before, is you're living at home. Think how quickly you could save for the car that you want, making $42,000 a year. At 18, that's Instead amazing. of trying to level jump. I wish I was making 42 at 18. Yeah. This kid's very smart in a lot of ways. He is very smart in a lot of ways, but you have to be ultimately smart that you don't kind of go oh you know get too big for your britches and think listen i'm doing good for myself i can just jump into debt because debt is 
it's interesting. When I was that age, I remember thinking people who had car, let me be real. I thought people who leased cars were like balling. Ballin wanna be a baller that's what i thought i'm like if you're leasing a car if you've got a credit card and you've got like a like a fifteen thousand dollar limit i thought that that's what you were supposed to aspire to mm. and i learned the hard way that all that is is a facade and what's behind it is stress anxiety payments uh, and i the guarantee inability to get ahead i guarantee their instagram bio says entrepreneur and i'm like okay you're <laughs> unemployed and you live with your parents bro like let's not pretend right like that you own owning a vending machine is you being an entrepreneur okay i mean goodness gracious y'all you sound out. like you're talking about somebody specific I swear, some days i wonder like am i a boomer that accidentally was put into a millennial body a little bit but that's okay Kids i'm right there these with days. you anyways Get lucas off my lawn. don't do this please don't do this. You make 42K a year, save up and pay cash, get you a little hoopty until you can upgrade in cash. Yeah. That's what I did. But uphill both ways. That's Good what job, I did. Good job, George. Good job. It wasn't long ago I was driving a $6,000 old Civic bumper half hanging off, and I was proud of that thing. That's good. You paid cash I for it. I had goals. I love it. So there you go. There's, there's your question answered, Lucas, if that really is your name. All right, moving on to the phone lines. Bethany is in Salt Lake City. Bethany, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing great. How can we help? Um, so we just very recently found out that I'm pregnant. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> we're we're definitely planners. So um so far what we've been doing is we've been trying to put all of our savings into various thinking funds, but mostly focusing on a deposit for a house. But now that I'm pregnant, I'm wondering if should we totally pause on the house and only focus on building like a baby thinking funds and the health like our health bills funds or should I equally doing all of them? I'm just not quite sure what to do. The baby is definitely priority in my book. Uh-huh. And that may delay the dream of home ownership. It may not. We just have to wait and see. But are you guys debt free with an emergency fund right now? Where are you at financially? Yeah, so we're we're debt free. We're a single um income household. My husband works. Um we have about four months saved on the emergency fund and about twenty five grand in our uh home cool. fund. So those are separate funds? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'd just continue to save up, and that all becomes savings in general. Mm -hmm. And then once baby and you are home safe, we can unpause the, the dream and see where we're at with mm -hmm. our savings account. And if you've got, I'd want six months. With a single-income family, I'd bump that emergency fund to six months. Then whatever's left over becomes your down payment fund. So sh we should take money out of the, the home. Like, I figure, I mean, I'm not far along now, so I figured we'll try and do what we can. But if we get closer, should we take money out of the home fund to put in those other places? To make sure you have a six-month emergency fund? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a matter of labeling it differently, right? Okay. Because the money's the money. You got 50 grand total, whether it's 25 and 25 or 30 and 20. You know, the, the goal here is to have six months. I would put that in a separate high-yield savings and then have a different high-yield savings account or bucket for the home down payment. Okay. Does awesome. that make sense? Okay. Yeah, it does. Good. Well, congrats on the baby. What's the due date? Um, It's going to be end of September. Nice. Fun. Love it. Exciting yeah, times. We're very excited. Yeah, hope mm -hmm. that helps and hope you guys uh, become homeowners one day as well. That's two really fun pieces of adulting. For sure. Having the kid, getting the house. But here's the thing, Jade. A lot of people go, we have the baby now. We need the room. We need it. I'm like, because babies take up the, so much space. It's a tiny little bassinet yeah. in the corner. They're fine. My child, my firstborn son, 
who will remain nameless on here he um we had his whole bedroom done his crib and everything he never even was in that room nobody told me <laughs> that baby lives next to your bed for at for least, the first few months yeah at least six months this joker didn't even go in his bed until six or seven months so, so this idea that your two bedroom isn't enough because mm-hmm. you had a baby and now we need to upgrade to the five bedroom house it's crazy yeah it's crazy. It is crazy. So, but it's exciting, and I think you just feel like, oh, I want to get the baby's New room. stage. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big phase for us. We got Don't. the board and batten in the room. Got it painted a little blush pink. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting for me. She's never even been up in there, has she? She doesn't even know colors yet. Let's be real. <laughs> Might as well be agreeable gray to her. <laughs> there you go. There's your Sherwin-Williams reference for the day. More of The Ramsey Show coming right up. Don't go anywhere. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You call us, we'll talk about your money, your life, whatever is going on. Celeste joins us in Guadalajara, Mexico. Ooh. About time, Celeste. How are you doing over there? Hi. Um, hi. Nice to meet you guys. Um, so I'm a grad student right now. I'm visiting my folks. Um, and uh, my question actually uh, is about them. So they're asking for um, advice on whether they should take out a loan for a car, um, a used car, um, or whether they should dip into their savings. Hmm. Why would they, why do you think that they would prefer having payments over using the cash they have? I, so um, I guess I'll say it in pesos, um, but uh, they have about 400,000 pesos saved mm-hmm. up and then a new, uh, well, sorry, a used car, um, a six, seven year old uh, car would be about um, 250,000 pesos. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say this is because or they're debating is because my um this is their pretty much their only savings account i mean he my father is the only one who works okay Um, my mother does not um they own two cars uh one of the cars is uh, pretty much on its last legs and my mom is looking for a job um and trying to find a way to reliably get to work okay so um yeah so that kind of stems from that so i think their worry is that um they would not uh it's in about five years it took them five years to accumulate what they have in savings um you know for to have an emergency fund um they would have to dip into why did it take five years do they have any other debt they don't have any other debt so um my 
they own three properties. Um, they're all paid off. Uh, both of the cars are paid off. Um, and uh, I don't think my father wants to um, sell any of them. So um, I think his idea would be to um, use the money that they have now um, and not take out a loan. I think he's pretty resistant on it now. Hmm. And why are they asking you about it? Um, I'm just a concerned bystander. <laughs> okay, so did they bring it up? Did they say, hey, Celeste, we're wondering, do you think this is a good idea? Or did you say, hey, I overheard you guys talking about this. I wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, that's the second one. Okay, so they didn't ask for your opinion. You're <laughs> just concerned for their financial opinion. well-being as a great daughter. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, well, I just did the conversion uh, here from Peso. So they have about 23000 plus. USD. Yes. And they're they're looking to spend about 14,000 of that USD. Yes. Okay. And they would leave them with 7,000. I mean that's still they can re- then rebuild their emergency fund with the payment they would have been making on the car. They just use that to replenish the emergency fund. Yeah, and just on a theoretically speaking, I consider I would consider and, and again, we're having this conversation with you not your parents, so you're probably right there with us, but if I'm looking at risk I'm thinking, okay, going into debt is creating a bigger risk than depleting my savings by half to avoid debt. And I almost feel like they've got the equation swapped and they're thinking depleting my savings is a bigger risk than going into debt. And that would be completely wrong because usually your debt, the debts in your life are what create the emergency feeling, not lack of savings. something goes down, it's like, oh, I got to pay the debt off. I need the savings. Yes. So if you don't have debt, you lower your risk. And so right. okay. I, you're, you're, ta- you're asking us, how do you talk to your parents about this? Mm-hmm. You could tell them, listen, I care about you guys. I know you're not, you don't need my opinion, but I care about you guys so much that I'm begging you not to take out this loan because it's going to put your future at risk. And you can show them some math. Some people need the math. Some people need the emotion. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a mix of both where you say, listen, this is what this car is really going to cost you with interest. Mm-hmm. Here's what you could do with that freed up payment. And worst case, he can sell one of the properties if something huge goes down. But my yeah. my bigger concern is why it took him five years to save up an emergency fund. Is the income low? Well, he's got yeah, these three properties um, too. Yeah. Well, one they recently inherited from my grandmother's passing, um, so they're renting that one out. Um, the my my mother doesn't work um, currently, um, and my father makes about fifty with the rent from that property um, and his job, he makes about 50000 a month, a month. Uh, in pesos. Okay. Yeah. okay. So that's about three grand almost. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's that's the part I'm looking at here is, okay, that's how many months of his income is it going to take to buy this car? And when you do that math, it's a little more, it puts it into perspective and you go, all right, it's $14,000 divided by three. That's almost five months of him working. To get this car, which is not bad. And it tells me in five more months, he can replenish that money. If, he's, right. if he uh, doesn't have a payment, it's going to free them up. And if their expenses are low and these rentals are cash flowing. Hey. Right. Yeah. I mean, But that would be minus like whatever monthly expenses sure. they have. Do they yeah. have a lot of expenses? Um, Not currently. Both my brother and I are out of the house. So it's mostly just them right okay. now. And you said your mom's looking for work. She is, yeah. Good. So how are you doing financially? Because the what I'm looking at is I'm thinking, uh, 
I'm thinking about my younger sibling because I'm trying to liken it to what you're at. You're the you're the the kid trying to tell their parents what to do. So I'm thinking, okay, my younger brother, he's seven years younger than me. What would make me take it? What would make me take his advice of him saying, Hey, I, I heard you were about to go buy a car, Jade. Here's what, here's what I think you should do. Right. I'm trying to flip that on its, on its head and think, okay, what would I want? I'd want him to be doing better than me financially. And I can see it. Mm. I'd want to be able to look at him and go, he seems like he's got it together. Like he's always talking about paying cash. I've never seen him talk about debt. Matter of fact, I don't think he has any debt. Like I'd want to be able to visibly observe certain qualities that make me go, this is somebody who has their financial life together. So my question is, how are you doing? (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Totally makes sense. (laughs) Uh, I'm actually a a graduate student right Uh now um, in the States. So um, I'm taking care of myself. My brother's in college. Um, He's also, you know, putting his way through school. So um, I mean, I currently don't have um, any debt other than seven grand in student loans that is on pause right now since I'm still in school. Sure. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. Um, you know, you can you can attempt this. I don't know what your relationship is with your with your parents, but you know, all you can do is is float it out there. I think, like George said, you've got to say it in a way. If you're not saying it in a way that's like, here's what I'm doing, um, or here's what I've learned, then the chances of it sinking in is going to be little to none. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the best way that you can relate it to is probably your own debt and the mistake you feel around that. Like if you say, listen, I I took out this $7,000 student loan and I'm now realizing it would have been better for me to pay cash and here's why. And I don't want you to make that same mistake with this car payment because I know how I feel and you guys, you know, that's the only way that you're going to be able to shift this in their mind as opposed to just saying, hey, you should you should really use the money you have saved. Mm-hmm. Right. OK, that makes sense. Are you a Spanish speaker? Yes, I am. You should check out and have them check out our friend Andres Gutierrez. He's like Spanish Dave. He used to be one of our personalities here, and he does a great job explaining these concepts to that community and he has his own show on youtube and radio and his own version of financial peace so be sure to check that out i think maybe he'll connect with them better than i can for sure Mm -hmm. that's a good point and that could be a good resource for them absolutely thank you for the call thank you guys bye Man, George, th- this is a that tough was one. a that was a deep. My cut. man Andres, I was just thinking about him. I was like, man, they're talking pesos. I'm doing calculations here. We got to send them to Andres. I feel like that's so. You know how Dave know. does the scissors with the credit cards? Uh-huh. He Andres has a machete, so he's ah, got a mach- giant machete, machete that he uses to cut up cards. <laughs> he's got a wooden My block, and it's it's so entertaining. And he's a solid dude doing great things out there in the San Antonio San Antonio area. You're telling me he at. puts the credit card on a cinder block. It goes on this wooden thing, and the credit card sits in there, and then he'll just swipe them with machetes. That's dramatic. It's very intense. That's very intense. But you need intensity (laughs) to convince people to get out of debt. They thought we were intense. My goodness. There you go. That's about as cultured as I'll get this hour, Jade. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Thank you to my co-host, Jade Warshaw. All the dudes in the booth, we got them all today. Austin, Ben, James, Zach, Nathan, Andrew. They're all hanging out. And thank you, America. We'll be back with you before you know it. This has been The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. 
I'm George Camel, joined by Jade Warshaw, and this is your show, America. So call us up at 888-825-5225. We will do our best to give you advice, and it's worth what you paid for it. Remember that if you don't like it. And don't call in if you if you don't if you already know what we're gonna say and you don't want to take it, don't waste the airtime. <laughs> but if you need that confirmation to push you over the fence, yeah, because you know what you need to do, we're happy to give you a little little pep Some people in your step. need to be a little firm. They need to be handled firmly. There we go. That's yes. and that's what Jade's here for. She's the muscle. I'm just <laughs> the eye candy that gets us through it all. Michael is up first in Wilmington, North Carolina. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, y'all. Thanks What's for going having on? me. I've been listening to y'all for a few years now and just looking for some advice cool. um my wife and i bought a house together in 2022 and she recently decided that she wanted to divorce oh. and that she's going to be moving out next week i'm sorry um i appreciate it me too um and so i know a bunch of my friends and family have said that um you know the only way to be able to um take the loan over would be to refinance. Um, and I found out through our mortgage company that they do have um, assumption of the loan um, process. And I was just curious which which way might be best for me to go. That way I could get the mortgage and everything um, solely in my name. Yeah, well, that's, that's great that your lender has those options. A lot of them, the only way to do it is refinance. But again, it's always worth asking your lender to see if they can do a loan modification or the loan assumption. And it sounds like, have you looked into the terms of that? It sounds like it'll be the cheaper route for you to do a loan assumption if you can afford it and take on that risk on your own. Sure. Um, they literally just sent um, over the email today. Um, I, I'm at work, so I kind of went through it a little bit. Um, and just even the numbers from that... Um, you know, like you said, it can be kind of pricey. Um, and so I wasn't quite sure what the refinance is. We haven't touched any of the equity in it or anything. So that's part of the reason why I was hoping that, you know, before I found out about their assumption details, might've been able to refinance and maybe use, um, that equity for the stuff to refinance it. Um, but when, what is she owed in this deal? What? Have you guys gone through the process? Well, that's what I wanted to ask. She, Are there lawyers? Is she going to get a piece of this home and the equity? Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. Um, I'm not. It's not like I'm trying to. Um, it's not like I'm trying to do all this um, like behind her back or or shady. I'm just trying to try and I guess figure out the best option um, for me because I want to stay in the house. My father is um, just been put on hospice and he lives with me well um, my, so i'm trying to keep the house i just want to know if you got like did you guys say hey we're just going to figure this out ourselves or are there any lawyers involved that are saying and kind of uh mediating this for you and saying okay here's the deal here's what it's going to be i just don't want you to get ahead of yourself and this not be the terms of the actual divorce if you go through all this and then it turns out you have to sell the house or do a cash yeah. out refinance to pay her portion anyways and so now you've got two refinances so that we're just trying to make sure you. you know what the next steps are before you make a big financial move like this. Sure, sure. No, we have not gone through um, anything just yet um, as far as lawyers um, or any type of agreement. I've been trying to work with her as far as some type of agreement. Um, but How long were you time, married? Uh, 
Um, the end of February will be two years. Okay. So depending on the, I mean, the judge is who's going to decide what's fair and equitable here. And so there may be a situation where he goes, listen, you guys weren't married enough to split this half and half. Here's what she gets. Here's what you get. You get to keep the house. Mm -hmm. Who knows how it's going to shake down. But I would absolutely uh, work with an attorney, even if it's one in just mediation between you two, Mm -hmm. to get all this down on paper before we make a decision on what's next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't pull the trigger on any of this yet okay yeah no i appreciate it i just wasn't sure if if regardless of however um certain ways went about if there was a a better way um to to handle it if i was able to assume or if if refinancing was the better option how much equity do you have in the house um i'm i'm not sure honestly um normally i was the one just out working and putting the money in the account and i let her um handle paying it um have you guys so separated I, not, bank accounts yet? Um, not well. We had we have one joint account, um, and we had one for the house, um, and then we each had our own individual. Okay, I would separate finances to keep things clean right now. Okay, and it sounds like you're going to be paying the mortgage on your own. Yes, yeah, so well, I have been. And how much is the mortgage compared to your take home pay? Um. The the mortgage is uh, seventeen fifty a month, and I bring home give or take four a month. Oof. Wow, that's tight, tight, tight like a tiger. Oh, so it's almost it half is. your income going yeah. towards this. And if so here's the oh, thing: yeah. if if let's say she gets a portion of the equity, and you have to do a cash out refinance, yeah. Well, that's, that's going to make terrible. your mortgage payment go up. And so okay. I don't know that you're going to be able to stay in this house based on how much equity you have and what this new mortgage will be. I mean, um, you already kind of can't, even if that weren't a factor. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, I um, like I said, I've been the one who's been paying for the house ever since we moved in. Um, I work a full time and I, I try and pick up some side jobs here and there to. Uh, but that was with her sure income, too, there. right? Was she contributing financially? Um, no, not not to um not to the house so you guys were just really scraping by no, then tried, with this well well what i tried to do was i tried to be the one um that went out and worked to cover the bills so that way she could um stay home and focus on the baby and focus on school mm-hmm. and not have to work so you guys when have you one go- kid together yep yeah okay. we just had a son seven months ago oh i'm goodness. sorry so when you go out and work you said you know you kind of close that gap when you go out and do other jobs what type of jobs are you doing and what are you bringing home in addition to your four thousand a month well it's not consistent um but um i I go out and i do mechanical services on the side Mm -hmm. um so i could bring in anywhere from i don't know an extra um grand to extra three grand a month here's Here's where I'm at, listening to what you're saying and kind of what it's been and what you're bringing in and the consistency or inconsistency of it all. With what George is saying, as it is, I think that your your mortgage was already too high, assuming she wasn't contributing much um, financially there. And then like George said, if you do this cash out refi, it is going to cause your your monthly payment to go up. I don't think that you can handle that. You know, you're going to sit and you're going to talk with a lawyer and you guys are going to figure this out. But if it were me, I'd probably try to walk away from this a clean break and get into something that you can afford monthly. That's 25 percent of your take home and is not contingent. What One thing you don't want to do, and this is not just for you, but anybody, you don't want to have to side hustle to pay your mortgage. 
If you're side hustling to make sure that you can afford your mortgage payment, something's wrong and you're out of balance. It's not sustainable. Yeah, side hustling is to do extra things yeah. like pay off debt and save for things, not to make sure you can clear your mortgage. Hang on the line. We're going to send you a link to our divorce checklist from our friend Dr. John Deloney on the Ramsey blog. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Jade Warshaw. Friendly reminder, because we just went out during the break to the lobby and met some wonderful people from all over the country, you can come visit us and watch the show live. If that's your form of entertainment, is to watch people through glass sit at a desk and do a show that you could listen to on podcast, we'd love to have you. And people travel from all over just to hang out with us. We got two birthdays in the crowd today, Jade. This is how they wanted to celebrate. And George gives out hugs to every single person. That's that. well, I joke that if you hug me, I'll break. <laughs> like I'm that weak and sensitive. So be careful. I go down easy. Well, Jade, <laughs> we both love food. We do. And we both talk about money. And so we thought, what if we did a fun little segment on this show called Tacky or Hacky? Yes. And this is where I throw out something that people do, maybe that we've done, and you gotta give your take if it's a if it's tacky or if it's kind of a money hack. I'm ready. So this is restaurant edition today. Restaurant edition. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. and you guys at home, if you're listening wherever and you're with someone or you want to talk to yourself, you let us know. Is this tacky or hacky? <laughs> Taking extra stuff from restaurants for your house. Napkins, condiments, plastic utensils. There's what do you a, think? I'm going to mostly go with tacky. Mm. I think there's a line here. All right. Uh, Mine is, were they given to me? Yes. Or am I just grabbing a whole handful of condiments for the road? Right. I was at Chipotle yesterday. I'm not taking, I only needed one fork. I'm not taking five because they have have the nice plastic forks. I will say Chipotle's utensil game on point. It's sturdy, right? And I didn't take, I will say sometimes I take a few extra napkins for the car, not for my home. Yeah. But I'm willing to admit that that's a tacky i i don't like chipotle's napkins gonna be honest like the brown cardboardy napkins the brown is we can not, do better even no, for a car situation so, so i'm gonna tacky. go i'm gonna go mostly tacky and it's hacky if it was given to you or if you're taking a reasonable amount now i will save the chopsticks from i do you know because they usually give you maybe one extra one and it's nice to keep it in the drawer just in case one time you order and they forget that's fair that's that's that's, that's hacky we've got that all right, next up, ordering your drink with no ice, I'm assuming in order to get more liquid. I'm going to go hacky on that one. Uh, hacky. Been there, done that. That's not tacky at all. And it, it avoids it from just getting super watered down if it takes you a while to drink it. Now, this depends on the kind of drink. I mean, some people, I feel like with a fountain drink, you need some ice in there. It's just strange without it. And you can always refill it. You know what I mean? So it depends on the beverage. Well, let's add an outlier here because there people go to extremes. I might know someone in my family who would save a cup and bring it in the bring next day. Bring it back for a free refill? And get a free refill. That to me is tacky. <laughs> That's beyond the, the moral tacky. line for me personally. So are you calling my family members tacky, I'm George? not going to report them. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I did that, my wife would be like, really? Oh, most definitely. You know what I mean? There'd be some eye rolls. Yeah. All That's right. extended family, by the way, not Sam Warshaw. Okay. Next up, kids meals for older kids slash teenagers I'm going I'm going hacky. I'm going to go hacky because li- I mean smaller portion, yeah. cheaper price, probably now, the correct portion. <laughs> what about if the menu says like 12 and 12 and below? Oh, it doesn't matter. Even if the menu says 12 or below, I like here's the thing. 
Mm. I still, to this day, I'll go to Chick-fil-A and I'll order a kid's meal. And not one time have they been like, sir, is there children in the vehicle with you? Does it? But I don't think it says that on their menu. But if you go to a restaurant, it'll say on the kid's menu, like 12 and below. Now, the fancier the restaurant, the less likely I am to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I don't need, a, I mean, some of these portions, Jade, you've seen them. Gargantuan. I'm like, y'all, we're eating for three over here. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a little mm-hmm. physique. I don't need that much. Wow. Okay. So I think it's it's hacky in most situations. But again, if they say, hey, kids only, I go, all right, no, no big deal. I'm not going to put up a stink about it. What about, okay, again, sorry, I'm going rogue a little bit, James, because it's making me think of like trifling things that I've seen people do <laughs> who shall remain nameless. All right. You go to the Mexican restaurant. They bring chips to the table that are usually free. It comes with a meal. Yep. And you're really done with the chips, but you're like, I'll order another basket and I'll take those home. Oh, the to-go chips scenario. <laughs> All right, I'll go hacky on that one. Is that hacky? I think I would say tacky on that. I th- I don't. I wouldn't do it just to take it to go. I would get the chips and be like, "All right, I'm really done with the chips here. My entrees here, and these chips are going to go to waste. You know, they're going to throw them out. Yeah, you, one would hope. So you're saying it's the motivation behind it. If you didn't know there was going to be leftovers, you take them, but just you don't order it knowing you're not going to. They eat don't them. recycle the chips off the table, do they? Yes, they do. Yes. I got trust issues now. I used to work on a cruise ship. Let me throw this out here. I used to work on a cruise ship. You know, you go out at any restaurant, they give you a a basket of bread. Yeah. If you can, and you know, you rifle through it to pick the piece of bread you want. They will 100% save that bread and put it in somebody else's basket. You're welcome. Now. It's gross. I know. Is that just cruise ship? I'm going to go with that's in everyday life, George. I feel like the restaurants that I frequent. They wouldn't do that. They're too classy. And there's there's OSHA violations. There's too many issues that could go wrong. Sam and I went to a restaurant a couple of night uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was fairly nice. And when they brought out the bread basket, I could tell it had a lot of crumbs in it. Oh. There was a piece that looked like it had been broken off of the lavash. I was like, uh, I'm not getting a good vibe about this bread I, basket. Well, to be fair, I told you guys don't go to Applebee's after ten PM and you did it anyway. <laughs> you did it well anyway. Well played, George Camel. Okay, let's keep going on this. Well played. All right, next up. Splitting meals, hacky or tacky? Okay, I do this, so I think it's hacky. It's I don't hacky. Think it's tacky. You here's where it gets hacky and tacky. Don't tell them you're going to split it because some restaurants they'll charge you. They'll for charge a split you. Plate. So don't tell them. Just eat it off each other's plate. Yeah. Well, I like to get an entree. My wife will get an entree, and then we'll kind of eat half and switch yes. or something. Hacky. And some restaurants, I mean, like we'll get fajitas at one of these local Mexican places. It's tons mm-hmm. of food in a fajita for one. Yeah. And my wife and I split that. And we have a great time. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not doing anything immoral. Okay, but what about this? Uh, alcoholic beverage, if you will, splitting one of those. I mean, that's strange. cocktails are expensive at a restaurant. Yeah. I wouldn't split a... I'm trying to think of... You know, I wouldn't split a soda. Maybe a glass. Well, the one thing sodas I have, have done, free refills, though. So you could split one. Yeah, but then the server, that's too ta- that's tacky. That's tacky. Splitting yeah. a soda so you get free refills and then you each can have your fill of... Because you're trying to avoid paying another three bucks for your soda. Mm-hmm. But I think a cocktail is fine because those are wildly expensive. There's no free refills on yeah. cocktails. And some people might not want to handle a full drink. Okay. So that one's fair if it's alcoholic. If it's not, I think it's a little tacky. A little tacky. All, All right. right. Next up, ordering an appetizer or dessert only. Hacky. Yeah, I don't know what, what's wrong with that. That's just saving money. Now, here's the thing. The real Again, hack is skip the apps and dessert and get the entree. Here's That's where, what I do. Well, here's where the motivation part of it comes in. Like, what was your motivation going in? So when you're getting out of debt, right, and you're like, I'm not going to spend a lot of money, 
and your friends are going out, but you're like, I'm not going to go out and spend money. I'll just go for the company. There's always a friend that feels bad and it's like, you know, I got yours. I'll get yours. So if you say yes and you're like, I'm just going to get an, I'm just get the soup or I'll just get the side salad. Or I'll get a water and then you're dipping your little grubby hands into those fries that we got. Oh, you know, hey, there's another move. I think if you're just honestly like I'm going out, this is all I want. Definitely hacky. Mm. But if you have a motivation, you know, what's tacky, though, and I've been in this situation is people go, well, we'll just split it all evenly. It'll be easier. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 I didn't get the appetizer or the three cocktails. I got water and one okay. entree. I'm like, hold up. We're not splitting this evenly. I know. That's right. I'm it's like, tacky to be the person who says, let's just split it evenly when you got the most. Th- that's because it's always the Michael Jordans and the LeBrons that say that. And I'm over here, the sixth man. I may not make what they make. I'm Muggsy Bogues out here. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> the sixth man does not make what the point guard the starting point guard makes. And so when you're out to dinner with your friends, you got to play, you got to think about that before you say, hey, let's just all split it and you go and order the filet That's mignon, fair. George, like you did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, last one. Getting soda at the soda fountain when you didn't order a soda. So you get the Ooh, cup for water. That's legit stealing. That's tacky. That's tacky. But you know what I have done is the right next to the water, there's a soda button. There's no syrup. It's just soda water. All right. I'll do that with a I'm cup with of water. That. It's still water. Listen. No syrup. I didn't cost the company any money with their paying for syrup. For the OGs, you already know. You order water and lemons and go ahead and put your I own make sugar own little, in there. I make my own little LaCroix, like Chipotle. Get the soda <laughs> water. I squeeze a lime in there. You got a lime LaCroix for free. Okay. There's so, your Chipotle hack. I, listen, I think that it's tacky, but... <laughs> Thank you, Jade. This has been Tacky or Hacky Restaurant Edition Hope you guys enjoyed that and budget for it, whether it is tacky or hacky. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw. The phone number to call is 888-825-5225. David is up next in Burlington, Vermont. David, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. How can we help today? So I have a small problem, it seems like, compared to some of the other callers, but um, I am getting, I run a small autoglass business here in Vermont. Um, it is new. It's about seven months old. And I'm looking to, I got a little bit of money back in taxes, or I'm getting money back, about $2,000 worth. Um, the problem is, is I do have some credit card debt. Um, I have about $2,800 in credit card debt. Um and so I'm assuming what you're going to tell me is to just pay the credit card debt, but I do have an opportunity to invest the money into um, the business for the calibration systems that I need to do or need to use in the industry. Um, so I just don't know if I should just pay off the debt immediately or if I should invest it into the business. Mm. Well, you're right. You may not like our answer, but do you, do you have 800 bucks in savings as well, in the cash in the bank? I, I don't. Okay. No, I've been. I've pretty much thrown every you know every bit of money I have into the, into the business. Yeah. Um, at this point. Well, to me, that's the more glaring problem is that you are on thin ice already, my friend, as far as this right. business and your cash flow and your personal financial world. And so, before you put another dime into this business, we've got to become debt free, and then cash flow once we're debt free, once we have an emergency fund to then grow this business. How long can you get by okay. without the calibration systems? Uh, well, that's the thing. So right now I'm subbing the calibrations out um, to other shops. So I'm, I'm, I'm not essentially losing money, but it's money I could be making. Um, right now I'm getting by. Um, 
the issue isn't, isn't getting by. It's just, you know, making more profit, um, you know, seeing the potential to make more profit. Are you working full-time um, at this business? I am, yes. Okay. Are you able to take on a side hustle while it gets off the ground to bring in some more income right now? What is this bringing in for you, Net? I'm that's the thing. It's it's I to be completely honest, I haven't I haven't even tracked it. I know I'm I'm, I'm making enough to pay the bills, and that's it. Okay. Or is this just you? Uh, it is. Yes. Okay. Are okay. Okay. You said seven months old. Are you putting aside since you're not really taking inventory? Are you putting aside for quarterlies and for taxes? Uh, yeah, so so okay. the taxes are, are are handled. Um, I actually just had a huge scare with the state, um, and uh, <laughs> they thought I owed twenty six thousand dollars, and I Yikes. was okay. able to to resolve that luckily. But Oof. yeah, so right now that the tax isn't the issue. Okay, good. Um, I listen. I'm with George. Um, I would a start getting a handle on what you are making because you you got to understand if your business is doing well and what it's doing because then you might look at the numbers and go. I, I should be able to pay for this out of the business and not my tax return, you know, but I do think that you should pay right. off this credit card debt first. Okay. Even though the credit card debt, uh, debt is more personal versus the business. It's, Everything's it's personal, all personal, man. Guess who signed those business documents? David. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, there's really no such thing as business. It's all in your name and therefore you owe it all. And so I want you to have as little risk as possible, run this business debt-free. I love that you're wanting to cash flow these systems, but you'll get there once we have more financial footing and foundation underneath us. Mm-hmm. Good. So, gotcha. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, I would pause on this. Even though you could be making money, any opportunity to do something that puts you at risk is not an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And whether that's going into debt or investing in the business when you have debt, it's all the same. And you've got to get that emergency fund in place ASAP. But I, hey, I'm glad you, you know you get a refund instead of owing twenty six thousand dollars. That is quite right. the scare. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it's tax season. A lot of people out there, Jade, are now filing and getting their documents together. Mm-hmm. I want to let them know we have a great free resource at RamseySolutions.com/tax. And on that site, you'll see my my pretty face along with Dave's extra pretty face. And we'll help you figure out number one: is it worth filing with a pro or can you do it on your own with tax software we also have some really great free resources i use these every year i go to the site and i download the personal checklist for taxes Mm -hmm. and it has every single document i could need i love so i go through that and i pull it online log into the site and i can knock it out uh, in a real short amount of time there's also a really great beginner's guide to taxes that is super helpful how do income taxes work what do you need to know for the 2024 tax season how to file what about deductions and credits how to choose a tax advisor, filing an extension, the truth about tax refunds. It's all right there. I can't believe it's free, Jade. And so go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax to get all of those resources. I promise you it's going to give you, it's going to help you burn less brain calories this tax season. That's so true. Have you filed yet? Have you done I have, it? I got my appointment to file and I've got all my documents ready in on my computer in a <laughs> folder. Everything's labeled perfectly. My wife is like, how do you know all this? I'm like, I don't I'm just a giant. Nerd. There was a glimmer in your eye just now when you were talking about it. I'm not going to lie. Like spending three hours on a Saturday doing that was somehow invigorating. <laughs> it was like cleaning out a closet. You know what I mean? It just okay. feels good the once you're done. Satisfaction. I get yeah. that. All right. There we go. We're moving on to Philadelphia. Matt joins us there. What's going on, Matt? Hi. How you guys doing? Great. How are you? Um, good. Uh, so <clears throat> I, I just started listening to the program about six months ago or so. Um, and I have a general question on, on finances and then another question on uh, potentially getting married. Um, 
so I'm following the program, not, not perfectly, but I'm trying. Uh, I have down about $3,000 in credit card debt. Um, my biggest debt is actually a, I have to pay back. I'm, I'm visually impaired and I have to pay back Social Security. Mm. A substantial amount, about $80,000. Um, but that debt is actually interest-free. Um, so I've been just paying the agreed payment, basically, and, and attacking uh, my credit card and my mortgage, which is down to about uh, $73,000. Uh, kind of been paying them both. I know that's not the exact way to do it. I'm, I'm just about to get rid of the credit card debt. But my main question was, with, with all that, um, I'm still investing through work uh, 6% because they match uh, the 6%. Should I be stopping that completely until yes. the debt is gone? Yeah. Um, you know, you said y- you listen to what we teach and you're not doing it perfectly. I don't. I don't think you're really doing it at all in our way. I think that you have in your mind that you want to pay down your debt, but the way that we would teach to do this is, is very different than what you're doing that. So I'd like to kind of call out the major differences, but I think you know what they are. <laughs> What's your yeah, income? I guess it just, just has a uh, 64K. Okay. I mean, right now you're paying off your mortgage along with your other debts, which we would tell you that's further on down the line. Baby step one, you get a thousand dollars saved first and then baby step two you pay off all your consumer debt everything except the mortgage so you're really flip-flopping it um do you have the thousand dollars saved by the way yes how much do you have saved uh around four thousand so you can knock out the credit card debt today i want to call out the fact that you're really not doing our plan at all even a little bit (laughs) my my, my main concern was i have to have like a a, some some housework done like a roof on the garage okay i wanted to save a little cash to potentially pay the person to do it in cash rather than okay so it's like um, a sinking fund that's my that's my safety net i guess at this point that's the only reason i haven't done how urgent is that roof over the garage is it like falling apart Uh, it's not falling apart it's it's got a slow leak I mean, if you had to say, what's the what's the timeline on this thing? Uh, I need to get it done soon. I was kind of waiting for the winter to get over, but probably in the next month or two. Okay, so okay. I what's got it going to cost? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. I'm thinking somewhere around fifteen hundred to two thousand. Okay. Okay, so you've got a little extra there. Find out exactly what it is because. This is money, all this money when you just kind of keep it around in hoards, not to say that you have lots of it, but it's money that could could be going to work for you. So if this thing is only going to cost $1,500 or $1,100, you've got another $1,300 here that could be helping you right now. So let's get a clear estimate on that. I want you to stop investing. I understand that you're getting 6%, but that's a lot of money that could be back in your pocket for you to be paying off these credit cards and really paying off this social security. I'm not sure... You probably don't have to go into it, but I'm not sure how that happened. But $80,000 is a lot of money. Regardless of it's interest-free, it is a weight on your body. And I want you to get that paid off. So I want you to stop on the mortgage, wait until baby step six, which is when you're supposed to do that. And right now, I really just want you focused on paying off this debt using the debt snowball. And that's how you're going to do this. That's how we teach to do it. So if you want to do our plan, that's the way it goes. And freeing up that investment, that's... Three thousand eight hundred forty bucks a year. That's three hundred twenty bucks a month. That'll make you feel some progress instead of doing seventeen things at once mm-hmm. without making any. So we hope you follow our plan all the way, man. That's the only way it works. This is the Ramsey Show. 
Hey, good folks, Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back, and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Jade Warshaw. Open phones at 888-825-5225. And while you're enjoying this show, if you could do us a tiny but huge favor for us, hit the share button, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, leave a review, leave a kind comment, send a link to your mom and say, hey mom, I thought you'd enjoy this show. Mm. I know my mom's watching right now. She? She, she fills me in. She's like, you need to smile more. <laughs> only my, only a mom can get away with that. That's right. I'm like you're right, mom. I'm sorry. It's a it's kind of a radio show. There's not like a looking at the camera. You know, I'm not trying to be upset. You're just focused on listening to calls for three hours. So, I'll do better, mom. Smash Anyways, that subscribe button. Smash it. We're doing great. Thank you. You guys are the marketing plan, and it's free to you. This is a free show for you, and we appreciate you being here. Bill is in Boston up next. Bill, what's going on? Hi guys, thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, I'm 51 years old, single. Um, I'm a homeowner with $50,000 left in the mortgage, uh, value of 750000 in the house. Ooh. Awesome. Uh, I have a retirement of 157000 I started all over 12 years ago when I got divorced. Mm. Um, I've got about saving, I've got uh, 10000 for savings, no credit card debt no car payment, and I have a Vanguard target retirement of a 2040 fund as well. You okay. said 240? So, uh, 240, yeah. It's a target uh, date uh, fund okay. that goes until yeah, 2040? Uh, oh, 2040. I'm um, sorry. I misunderstood you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, What's your I, question today? Should I be doing anything else? Uh, the past few years, um, I've put about $18,000 into my 401k. Um, I just want to get ready. I'm working hard not to have debt. I don't do much. Do you have anything um, except the mortgage as far as debt? No, sir. Great. And so if you're yeah. following the Ramsey plan, this would put you at, I know you found us, so let me lay it out for you. Baby step one, $1,000 emergency fund. You're through that. Baby step two, pay off all consumer non-mortgage debt. You're through that. Baby step three is three to six months of expenses. Do you have that with the 10000 or do you need more than that? Um, My guess is more. If you yeah, added up six I, months of your expenses to run your house, is that yeah, going to be... I don't, have, I don't have six months. Would that be closer to 20 or 25 for you? Uh, yeah, it would be closer to 25, yeah. Okay. So that's a good so goal for you in the savings. All right. And then beyond okay. that... Once you have that 25 saved, then we can move on to investing 15% of your income into retirement. How much are you investing now percentage-wise? Uh, 20. Okay. So you could dial that back to 15, and then whatever's left over, you can throw at the mortgage and get that knocked out. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't sure. What, I had a feeling you were going to ask me to back it off a lot just to bang out the mortgage. Well, you're 51. Uh my goal for you, and I think your best path to wealth and being secure in retirement, is to have no mortgage payment, no debt whatsoever, and have that nest egg building. 
And so that's going to also decrease your biggest fixed expense. What's your mortgage payment? Uh, it's, it's not much. It's just $500. Well, without taxes, just mortgage alone is 500 Okay, plus taxes and insurance. So you'll free up 500 bucks once you get rid of the mortgage, which will be helpful in retirement. Okay. So, and the good news is at over 50, you're going to have some catch up contributions. And so once the mortgage is paid off, you can increase investing to 30, 40% of your income, be maxing out everything. Oh, I didn't know that. So you're able to um, contribute additional money that I'm not able to at 34 years old. But once you're over 50, you can contribute more to that 401k, more to the IRA. And so that's going to help you to build up that nest egg faster as you race toward retirement. What can you max out at your 401k at 51? Let me see the 2024. They just upped it. Let me check on that for you with my handy-dandy laptop here. Here we go. Okay. I am seeing... Hmm. While George looks for that, what kind... I'm just kind of curious. What set you on this path to start paying off your mortgage and doing all of this. If you, I see on here that you're kind of new to Ramsey. So what was it just you realizing I want to start over? Uh, I just never liked debt. I got divorced. Um, I, uh, I carried a lot of debt after that mm-hmm. and asked, I'd say four or five years is when I, it took me about seven years to really finally get out of it. Uh-huh. And now I'm able to, do the 20% for my 401k. You know, I want a future. I don't Absolutely. want... Well, you've got a taste yeah. of the freedom on the other side, getting rid of all that debt, too. Right. And I don't, you know, I mean, I don't do any... I like to fish. I like to hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, I never put the money goes to that, but that's just a few thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Yeah, um, you don't sound like you're living a crazy, frivolous lifestyle here. You're doing a lot of the right things. And the uh, I, I found the contribution limit. For 2024, it's 23000 and then you okay. get to contribute an additional seventy five hundred on top of that. That's significant. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. pretty serious. That's you're putting over thirty k in that four hundred one k as you get in your later years working. What's your income? Um, depending on overtime, I would say average about eighty five. Okay. And uh, we've got a great investment calculator on our website that's free, Bill. You can jump on there, RamseySolutions.com, and you can start punching in these numbers and going, all right, I have 157 saved right now. If that just grows and I keep contributing, you mm-hmm. know, 500 bucks a month, 1000 bucks a month, you can see exactly what you'd have over time. And I think that will be an encouragement to you uh, to go, oh, okay, I'm going to be okay. Another 10 years of compound growth and investing with no house payment. You could have a pretty uh, decent little nest egg there. And I imagine... You're going to be able to work in your later years? Or do you have a goal in mind? I would love to be 65. Okay. But I, but I, my Social Security, I went down to the office uh, two weeks ago, and it's 67 for me. So if that's it, so be it. But um, they told me 67 at my age right now is when I would be able to retire. Well, I just so popped in some me- numbers for you, Bill. Uh, you're 51 at 65. If you keep contributing to this 157 with 10% return on average, you'd have 1.3 million sitting in that nest egg. Is that okay? What is that with? What is what is it that I'm contributing every year to make that happen? That's at 18.75 a month. I just put on a random number in there. That's 22.5. So that's even below the current limit without your catch-up contributions. So at 22.5. For the for the, now until sixty seven. Now until mm-hmm. now until sixty five. And now until sixty five, twenty two five, 
That would be how much? 1.1? 1.3 million, my friend. So start dreaming. A lot can happen in 14 years with a little bit of consistency and you keep staying on this plan and you get mm-hmm. rid of that mortgage. Um, but again, you got to do these things in an order because a lot of people, Bill, what they do is they try to do 17 things at once and the beauty of the baby steps is it's focused. And so while while you're going to be investing 15% while paying off the mortgage, as soon as that thing's knocked out, you you can weigh up that investment. And you remember, you, you also freed up 500 bucks from that mortgage. Right. Would you suggest that I just stop my 401k for two years, pay off my mortgage, and then get back on it? No. Just That's two years of compound off. growth you'd lose. Um, the one thing that yeah. I would do, you may want to pause temporarily to get that emergency fund in place. Mm-hmm. Because getting 20% of your income back to save up that 25K, that's going to protect you. Because a lot of times what happens, Bill, is people have one of these emergencies uh, later in life, and it might be a $12,000 emergency. You don't have $12,000. So what do you do? You go into debt, moving you backwards, and it halts your wealth building journey. Okay. And that's baby step three to have six months. Exactly. All right. And Bill, I'm going to send you a copy of my new book, Breaking Free from Broke. It'll walk you through all of these baby steps. It'll talk about wealth. It'll talk about investing uh, in mortgages. All of that stuff is in there, and I hope it gives you some um, confidence for your retirement. But I feel good just looking at a calculator. Absolutely. Sometimes the numbers is exactly what you need. It is. You know, I think about that statistic. It says 52% of Americans feel that they're not prepared for retirement or that they don't have enough saved. And I sometimes think that 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 fear and that anxiety could be remedied if people just looked at the actual numbers instead of assuming they don't have it or assuming they can't do it. When you start plugging number real numbers into that calculator, it can give you peace and it can help you see what you need to be doing so that you can have the retirement that you want. So that's a good word. Knowledge is power. And listen, it's not too late for you, America. If you're 51 and you only have 100 grand in retirement, it's not too late. Look at Bill. He's already about a millionaire, and he's going to be doing just fine Mm -hmm. 10, 15 years from now when he retires. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Don't wear it out. You call in and we'll talk about your life and your money. Elizabeth kicks us off in Atlanta, Georgia. Elizabeth, how can we help today? Hey, thank you guys so much for answering. Absolutely. Well, Austin okay. answered. We He just then patched well, you through to us, so you can thank Austin well, for that. He's a good man. Thank you, Austin, and thank you for having me on. Um, so I'm currently a college student, and I am getting all of my college paid for by a family member right now, and I'm renting, again, through that family member. And I w- I'm in school for interior design, and I do want to get into real estate after I graduate. So I'm trying to think of a way that I can get set in the right foot after I graduate, per se. So I would like to propose the idea of buying a house to this family member and then possibly buying it from them after I graduate. Oh. And I just want to know if that's a good idea. Hold on. I'm, they buy it for you? They buy it. I live in it until I graduate. <laughs> and then once I start making a steady income, buy it from them. That is a tall order, uh, Elizabeth. It is. It is. It is. It is. But with the rent I am paying right now, buying a house would be cheaper in the uh, long run. Wrong but you're not buying a house. Ha- 
hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I don't mean any harm. So you said it's the same family member. So the same family yeah. member that is allowing, like paying your rent now and paying your way to college, you mean to tell me you're going to go to them and say, hey, why don't you also buy a house for me to live in? And then the assumption is that you'll buy it from them because you just get to decide when they're going to sell their house and who they're going to sell it to. <laughs> well, th- this, w- I mean, this is the proposal. I, I know. Why not just you get yourself in a position to buy a house? Why yes. do they have to be involved? Because straight out of college, I won't, I don't have, but any- you don't have to be able to buy a house That's straight how out it of college. Should be. You I'm don't just have to, to be set myself up in the right way. Yes, but if, you're if, not the one setting yourself up. You're trying to have you're trying to have somebody else prop you up. And what right. what does well for us as adults is when we form and craft our way through life financially. Listen, they I'm so happy that somebody you're going has, to college debt free. Right. That's great. Yes, yes. But once you graduate, listen, buying a house is not just kind of like a willy-nilly thing. Hey, why don't you buy this house for me? I'll live in it. And then when I'm good and ready, you can sell it to me. That's, um, I don't think you understand kind of how, how much you're inserting yourself into that person's life and deciding the timeline on their financial investment. I, I, and I get that you don't realize that, but what George and I are trying to get at is you, you don't have to, we all have this checklist in our mind of, I, I, I go to school, I get my degree, I get my big girl job, I get my car, I get my house, I get married, I have my kid. And it's like, we're trying to check these things off the list to tell ourselves that that's what makes us successful. And it doesn't have to go that quickly. The fact that you're in school without student loans, that is a major win. The fact that you are gonna graduate without student loans, major win. And the fact that you are going to get a job in your field, that's thing one. And then you're gonna be able to sustain rent and understand what it just feels like to have that responsibility because I don't mean any harm, but you haven't had to assume any financial responsibility yet. So this idea that you're just- With what? I have. I did. I did live by myself for two years with no financial stability from anybody else. And then once I decided to go to school, then I was given the opportunity to have my life paid for. But I did. I did rent a place by myself, 100% on my own. For okay, two years before that's I good. School. I'm glad you did that. I think that you should do that again when you come out now with this. This is the job I want. I'm in the career field I want. Pick a place in town where you want to live. There is a big part to that having the three to six months saved up and just walking through this and being you, Elizabeth, and standing on your own two feet. In no world would I think, would I say that it's a good idea to say, um, who, who is the family member, by the way? It's a grandparent. No way would I say, grandma, grandpa, will you buy a house worth X amount of dollars and me be the renter paying full rent and... Because here's the thing, we're, I'm just assuming, are, are, are you renting at cost or are they charging you a real rent where they're able to make some money on this investment? That's, that's something I would have to talk about with the grandparents. That's a big deal. So for you to even make the assumption, listen, I'll just rent at cost, you won't make any money on the renter, you know, and whatever it appreciates, whenever I'm ready, I'll buy it because they might be ready they might want to hold the property longer. Like, what if that's the case? That they're like, listen, this is, the market's not great right now. We understand that you want to buy it, but it's not great for us. There's so many factors and volatilities there that have the ability to make, you know, the relationship not the best that it can be. Yeah. How many more years do you have until you graduate? I'm supposed to graduate within two years. Okay. 
So you graduate with an interior design degree. You said you wanted to go into real estate, as in be a real estate agent? No, just I want to uh, I want to own property. Okay, so you just want to be a homeowner. That, but I also want to be able to own other properties. Like lots of properties. Okay, yes. you want to go full monopoly here. All right. And yes. is the goal to be working full-time in interior design? Yes. And so you'd start off working for an interior designer, I imagine? Yes. And yeah. then work your way up to maybe starting your own interior design company one day? That is the hope. What's okay. starting salary? Like when you come out of college, what does an interior designer in your area earn? It, it really just depends. I don't plan on staying in the area, but it can start anywhere from 50K a year to maybe 80. Okay, 50 to 80. So let's say 65. So you come out, you're making 65. You've got no debt. Tell me more about you your personal savings? financial situation. It, about my financial situation? Yeah. Um, I have a paid off car. I have $2,000 of my own separate money. I've been doing commissions, like little side hustles uh -huh. and saving that on my own. So I've got 2000 saved up Good. of my own personal money and it's working its way up right now. And okay, what's your um, rent right now? Do you pay rent? My rent right now is, I, my, my grandparent does. It's $2,500 a month. Well, you just said the, the mortgage is cheaper than rent. I, if I was to get a house that was, or this is all very hypothetical, but if there was to be a house to, that was bought. Then that is assuming it, that you're paying it at cost, that you're not going to. That's my worry is there's a lot of assumptions here. And one is that renting is, is just, I might as well get a mortgage. $2,000 in rent, $2,000 in mortgage. It doesn't work like that because there's property taxes, there's insurance, there's maintenance, there's all the surprise repairs. And you have $2,000 to your name. I'd be scared scared out of my mind if I had two grand and I was a homeowner. Well, and she's so, going to live in the parents' house until she's ready. She's going to ask the grandparents I to would buy work your house. tail off, get a down payment, and work on just continuing to stack up cash. And when you're ready to be a homeowner, you'll be a homeowner. But the I would not try to leapfrog this and shortcut your way there and ruin relationships over it. Your grandma has done enough. This is such a blessing, and I would let that mm -hmm. be your setup for your future. And grandma, if you're listening, don't do this deal. Because you might be listening to Grandma, and Granny and Grandpappy. Don't do this deal. It's not a good deal. This is The Ramsey Show. Listen up. Trying to reach your money goals without a rock-solid budget is like trying to climb Mount Everest in ice skates. It isn't going to work. That's why we built the Every Dollar app to help you win with money. It's the simplest, most straightforward way to track your spending and give every dollar a job. That way, you can stop letting your money push you around and start reaching those money goals. Download every dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You call us, we'll talk about your life and your money. Uh, Jade, we were talking during the break, and I thought this might be good uh content to talk about on the show. What's that? I got an email from the Social Security Department with my like yearly statement. Okay. So I thought, all right, I'm a young buck, but I'll open this up. Let me see what's inside uh, this bad boy. Uh-huh. And it was pretty interesting to see how much money the government thinks I will be given when I'm the ripe age of 62 or uh -huh. 70. Uh-huh. And I wanted to break this down because we get this question frequently on the show. People are asking, hey, when should I take Social Security? Will That's, it yeah. even be there for me? Note on that part, 
there's actually a spot in the document where they're they know people are concerned about this so like hey we want to give you confidence in in your future and retirement so click this pdf to show how we'll be there for you well here was the the rousing uh confidence booster we know that um at least until 2034 the money will be there yeah and i was like okay 2034 that's that's 10 years from now so 10 years from now, they're not going to have 100% of the funding to keep no, Social not Security at all. going. And we know this. And they encourage me by saying, hey, listen, even if nothing changes, we'll still be able to pay 80% of each benefit due. Because that's fair. Because I paid into this thing for my whole life for them to then discount it. But keep in mind that the benefit was only at a portion of your... Exactly. So they're giving you 80% of what was already what was only a 40% benefit Thank to you. begin with. So uh, that we're at 2.83 trillion in the fund in the trust funds as it stands today, and so that's why um, I encourage people, especially the younger generations, do not rely on this. This is icing on the cake. And I talked about this in my new book, Breaking Free from Broke Jade. Can I tell you what I wrote? Hit me. Research from the Fed reveals 26% of non-retired Americans have zero dollars in any kind of retirement account. Ooh. That's one in four non-retired people. This is not great. And in research from Ramsey Solutions, 48% have less than 10 grand saved in retirement. So that's going to get you about, what, three months into retirement if you're lucky. That's... So then people are going, well, Jade, at least I'll have Social Security. Uh, well, we just showed you how that's not going to be enough to get by. Here's the real numbers. The average monthly benefit in 2023 from Social Security was around $1,700 a month. Try yeah, living that's... on that. And we'll, you'll see why we call it social insecurity. That's oh, approaching boy. the poverty line. That's 1700 bucks a month. And by the way, that's the average, Jade. Some people get less than $900 a month. Wow. And yeah. here's, here's the last stat. 52% of workers have never stopped to calculate how much money they'll even need in retirement. So Half of them are just YOLOing and fingers crossed, head in the sand. Yet again. We'll let someone else worry about it. Yet again, assuming that the government will be there to handle them financially. Listen, I, I will tell anybody who will listen... You need to, if you want to be thriving, you want to be thriving during retirement years, not just surviving and scratching by. And and then there's the scam. I'm going to just call it a scam, George, where it's like, Ooh. OK, if I take Social Security early at 62, I'm only going to get it this much. So I'm going to wait till I'm fully aged, you know, where I can get the full benefit. But if you wait even longer, you get more money. This is what we need to talk about. Yes. And this we do need to talk about it because I did the math for you. I just talked with the uh, I think it was CNBC. I was talking to them and I was saying, listen, if you don't have to like if you're going to work beyond 62, start taking Social Security. You Start know your boy is going to take that money out the day it's available yes, at 62. Yes, and invest it. George, give him the math. Okay, I crunched the numbers for you because, you know, I'm a nerd and I needed the numbers. So <laughs> at age 62, if I took out my benefit uh -huh. and I started getting that every month and I invested that whole portion, let's just say into a taxable brokerage account, mm -hmm. not even in a retirement account, mm -hmm. and let's assume 10% rate of return. Okay. From age 62 to age 80, starting from $0 in this account, I would have $1.45 million. Ooh! Wow. Just from extra money that I took immediately when I could take it, right? Yes. Now, if I wait till 70, of course, people go, well, George, you're going to have, you know, a lot more money coming in from Social Security every month. Right. Yeah, but I also lost out on eight years of compound growth. So even investing the larger amount for 10 years from age 70 to age 80, mm -hmm. at age 80, I now have $921,000 in that account. Listen. So that's a difference. Get this. Because I took Social Security 
as soon as I could and invested it yeah. instead of waiting till 70, it's a difference of over half a million dollars. Guys. To my net worth and to what I can pass on to my grandchildren. What I want to say, because George, you laid that out p- perfectly, but I know there's still people who feel this weird sense of fear about even considering that as an option. It's like, well, the government's giving me that money. It's for my retirement. I'm like, number one, the government's not giving you anything. That was your money that you paid in. And you're only getting a portion of it back. Let's be clear about that. The government doesn't gift anything. It's just redistributing all of our money. Yeah, you're getting back your money. You gave it to them and they invested it poorly at like a 2.2% return. And now that's part of the reason here that we're not having enough to fund everything. They're giving your money back to you so you can take it and do whatever you want with it. And what George is suggesting and what I'm suggesting is invest it. Invest it in something that gets better than a 2.2% return because at the end of the day, they were only going to provide 40% of the lifestyle you've been mm-hmm. used to living. And can't rely after on this. 20 And after 2034, that 40% goes down 80%. That's this is not crazy. Okay. That's Y'all, critical. This is why it's called social insecurity. Get this camera on me right now. Here, here's the deal, America. Go fund yourself. I said it live on the Ramsey show. Do not rely on the government to take care of you with this terrible plan, especially those that are younger, because it may not even be around. And if it is, it's going to be pennies compared to what your parents got and their pensions and all these wonderful ways they were able to just not save for retirement. But it's going to be on us, Jade. And that's why we tell people invest early. That's right. Get out of debt. Get the emergency fund. Get to investing. Compound interest is your best friend. And if you just do the simple thing, Mm -hmm. be the tortoise instead of the hare. That's right. Avoid the crypto. And uh, well, my buddy said I need to get an annuity and a whole life insurance policy. And I saw this rapper on his TikTok video said, this is what the wealthy do. Just yeah. invest in your 401k. I promise it's not a scam. 80% of the millionaires we studied uh, said the 401k was the number one vehicle. Yeah. Your retirement employer plan. It is so boring, and yet it works when you just invest in over time. mutual funds over time. The S&P 500, the That's overall right. stock market, has returned 10 to 12% since yeah. its inception. That's the Yeah, it's almost like you boil it down to just these, if you can... In the course of your lifespan, you know, we strike out when we're 18, 20, and most of us are going to work until we're 65, God willing, maybe even 70 if you want to. But if you can do three things, if you can just pay off your debt and live a debt-free lifestyle, if you can, and so that you're entering retirement without consumer debt, then if you can do one better and, and invest monthly, regularly when the time comes, so you've made it a habit of investing, and if you can enter in retirement without a home mortgage, like three goals you have in life, if you can do that- You are golden. And when you do that, George, you don't need as much of a nest egg. If you can enter into retirement without consumer debt and without mortgage debt, suddenly this need to have all this giant money, you're like, okay, I've I've eliminated so much of the payment, so much of what's need that that, that you needed before that you don't need to have you well, know this you, when you decrease your risk, you increase your peace. That's right. It's that simple. And so when you do that, and luckily for my wife and I, we decided to do that early. Mm-hmm. We thought, what would it be like in our 30s to mm-hmm. have no mortgage payment, to be investing for a future, now bringing our daughter into this world? Yeah. It's just a different way to live. We're not as worried about inflation and what if there's a crash and what if the pandemic... We yeah. just get to live our life with peace. That's right. Because we don't have payments. And that's what I want for everyone out there. And investing consistently, everyone's arguing about net worth and what... Right. Your home equity. And I'm going, listen, I'm not touching this money. That's We're fine. Right. We got margin in our day-to-day life until I'm 62 and tap into Social Security mm-hmm. and in those investment accounts. And Lord willing, we won't need much of it. Yeah. What we're saying is a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. 
And you can't do that if social security was your only out. That's it. Like you, you just stopped and said, okay, I'm done making money. I have no assets and social security is there. You, you can't leave anybody to and anything do, and to do anybody do not rely like on your kids. We take enough calls in the show where relationships are destroyed because parents are relying on the kids. The kids are relying on the parents. They didn't communicate. They didn't invest for retirement. And they're calling us at 65 going, we have nothing saved. What do we do? Get a time machine. Mm. I mean, there's not a lot you can do. You can get out of debt. But folks can break the cycle today. There yes. are people who can start breaking that cycle today. Be one of those people. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Hey. Be the tortoise. Be a crockpot in a world full of microwaves, my friends. This is The Ramsey Show. It's the last call for our two-night virtual event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials. It's set for May 21 and 22, and you do not want to miss this. I'll unpack my personal playbook on investing and real estate and show you how you can feel confident in your investments, too. Tickets are $199. Snag a VIP ticket, and you'll get two sessions with a Ramsey Preferred Coach. You can join from anywhere. Go to RamseySolutions.com events and get your ticket today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw. And in the lobby, on the debt-free stage, we've got Tony and Hypatia. How you guys doing? Doing great. great. Well, I can tell by your Ramsey swag t-shirts, live like no one else, <laughs> debt-free. You're here to do a debt-free scream. That is correct. Whoop. Where are you guys from? Hammond, Indiana. Wonderful. And how much debt did you pay off? $301,000. Wow. wow. <laughs> and not a penny less. Nope. Okay. <laughs> and how long did that take? Four years and seven months. Woo. Nice. Wow. And what was the range of income during that time? We started at $60,000 and ended at $123,000. Uh, let's go. That'll I do. I like that. What do you guys do for a living? I'm a, a flight attendant and a recent FCMT graduate. Financial Woo! coach graduate. Yes. Nice. Went through our financial coach training. Yes. That's cool. Yes. And, yes. And I'm an assistant principal. Wonderful. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about this $301,000. What kind of debt was this? Oh, it was student loans. Hey. Primarily. Uh. Primarily student <laughs> wow. loans. Wow. Yeah. Who was it? I was the smart one. <laughs> She's like, I have no problem pointing at you for this. <laughs> I have a semester of high quality college education, so it's all his master's wow. degrees. So a, a lot of education. What yes, else was in the uh, mix? 401k yeah. loans, two mm. phones, uh, two iPhones, two cars, credit cards, mm -hmm. um, all of that. Wow. wow. Just the normal, typical American lifestyle. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So just a little potpourri of debt if you will well, yes. yeah and it kind of started when um we actually had our um second oldest son uh when my wife had him then we ended up um i ended up getting a, a torn achilles mm. uh, a month after she had him so we were both off work for um and i was off for at least six months wow and then my wife couldn't couldn't go back to work because at that time we, she was taking care of two babies, uh, unfortunately, me and my son. Mm. <laughs> Who was the oh bigger baby? Goodness. I would say he was. He okay, was. thank oh, goodness. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, so four years, seven months ago, I mean, something took a turn. What happened? I was sitting on the couch, just tired, and um, the Holy Spirit tapped on my shoulder and said, um, you have a book that can change this. And um, 
uh, as a flight attendant, I used to go in the front and sit with the pilots because they had a lot of money. So I used to ask them a lot of questions. And one of them told me to get uh, total money makeover. Huh. And I got it in my early 20s, but I didn't need it at the time. But it said in my uh, library all that time. So I went to the where our books were and I looked and I found the book and I read it in a day wow. and gave it to him and he read it and that's what started. That's wow. what started. So Tony, she comes to you with this book. She just read it in a day. She's looking like crazy eyed over this plan, I'm guessing. And what was your response? Were you like, okay, honey, sounds good. So initially, yes, I said, okay, honey, it sounds good. With no intentions of reading it like, like she did. Mm. Um, but once I picked it up, and actually look through it and start it. It's such an easy read. That's right. And it just and it was just so understandable and relatable. And then just looking, listening to the other testimonials, it it I end up reading it within a not a, not one day, maybe two days. Wow. But but yeah, I definitely <laughs> got on board right away. Wow. So Hypesha, when you started talking about, it, there's clearly emotion there. <laughs> Is the emotion? Oh my gosh, this book changed our life. Is the emotion I wish I had started sooner? Tell me about what you're feeling in that moment. Um, I felt like um, God asked me to do something mm -hmm. important for my family. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a lot of death happening. Um, my mom and my grandma and seven people died on my mom's mother's side oh of the my family. Goodness. Oh my gosh. And I felt like before I died, I wanted to do something special for my family. And. Mm -hmm. um, well, at that point, you're like, life is short. What are we doing? Yeah. We got to get on this thing. Yeah. I was wow. unsure wow. about what um, what I was going to leave, what legacy I would leave behind. Yes. And so... Um, well, this was just, something you could control. Yes. You can control this. Yes. You wow. guys changed your family tree in four years and seven months. Yes. 301000 paid off. Well, what was the hardest part of this journey? Because that's not a short amount of time to sacrifice. Um, I, I would say, say cooking. Cooking oh. every day. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's and a word. Our budget in the beginning was $50 to eat out. So mm. we went to Golden Corral during lunch hours because we couldn't afford the <laughs> dinner prices and uh -huh. once a month. And so, and just um, the people that I thought would be here to see it, they um, passed on before mm. um, it happened. And um, wow. uh, that adversity just really yeah. made us. Um, stronger mm -hmm. spiritually and uh, stronger marriage yeah yes. oh, I bet most wow. definitely and I, I just wanted to add to that I think that um, neither one of us coming from a family tree that had a lot of money mm -hmm. and not so much just the money aspect but the knowledge of it that's right and so that was the key takeaway just from for me um, or us as a, as a as a unit just wanting to get the knowledge mm -hmm. so we could prepare our children mm -hmm. to have the you know to have a brighter financial future as well absolutely wow. what a crew oh and goodness. i'm sure they i mean they're old enough they saw mom and dad they're gonna remember this journey yeah. Yeah. oh most definitely they're gonna they the, the, uh, the goodwill runs uh, we were in thrift stores like crazy i mean there was a lot of uh, sacrifice but it it was worth it it mm. was well worth it and um i do want to add this um we paid off all of the uh debt the cars we sold cars mm -hmm. we bought two thousand dollar cars three thousand dollar cars during the journey and then we just had two student loans left we paid off one student loan for thirteen thousand mm. and we had a forty five thousand dollar student loan and then a hundred and twenty three thousand left and I was watching Anthony O'Neill and it said, if you have student loans, do this before October 31st. Mm. And I did it. And 
Um, we went from 44 qualified payments for student loan forgiveness to 125. So that whole, wow. all of those, it got all knocked that, out. It got yeah. forgiven, all Woo! of that. And so God not only gave us something to do, but he helped us get there. Yeah, oh, you, man. Got, you guys were he faithful every a, step of the way. A quantum leap. And, That's um, amazing. I just, it's exciting. Who were your cheerleaders? Um uh each other most definitely each other our uh, anthem church um our children yes and god yes that'll do <laughs> you know what and then we had um i do want to shout out um uh damien Harmon, the Harmon family mm -hmm. so they did um, they knew about our journey as well um mm -hmm. pete mcadams mm -hmm. uh close buddy of mine they both live here in, actually in tennessee as well mm -hmm. so th uh, those people i know we spoke to a lot about it who was right there with us from the very beginning and just told us to keep pressing, keep pressing. Yeah. And um, it just, uh, it, it felt good. It feels good. It definitely feels good. Oh, I good. bet it does. So what's next? You're debt free. How are you celebrating? Um, so we haven't, uh, oh, we're having a, a debt free party. Hey, hey. I love it. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a debt free party. <laughs> I um, love that. We're still working out the particulars on when exactly. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's still, it's such a surreal moment. Yes. Um, just being able to do something that we've never seen done. Yeah. But then also do it for our children to let them know that their def destiny uh, affirmation starts here with this moment. And this will be in the new chapter in their wow. life, in our lives as a well, family. Well, get, get the kids up here. What are the names and ages? Okay. We have on, Talon, 13. We have Anahi, and today is her birthday. She turned oh, 12. Hey, get up on stage, y'all. Happy birthday. What a beautiful she's family. Nine, and then Ali, she's six. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. Well, they get to scream with you. They were a part of this process, <laughs> okay. and they're celebrating mom and dad's freedom because that's freedom for them, too. That's changing the family tree. Yeah. Let's do this thing. Y'all ready? Yes. We're ready. All right, we got a living give box for you, including Baby Steps Millionaires, Total Money Makeover, and Financial Peace University. So use it or pass it on to someone else to kickstart their journey. You guys are an inspiration. Right. All right, we got Tony, Hypatia, the whole gang, $301,000 in four years, seven months, making 60 all the way to 123. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, Three two, one. We're debt free. Scream, George. With the matching Better Than I Deserve t-shirts and the Live Like No One Else t-shirts. Wow. That's generational curses being broken. Listen, you heard it in their voices. That was a debt-free scream if I ever heard one. My goodness. Woo! That'll put a pep in my step. I got some shivers on my spine. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Psalm 37, 23, and 24. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. In other news, Slash from Guns N' Roses once said, No one expects the rug to be yanked out from underneath them. Life-changing events usually don't announce themselves. Mm. Who knew? That's the kind of wildly varying entertainment you get on this show. From Proverbs and Psalm to Slash. There we go. <laughs> Well, Jade, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news. Uh, the Grammys just happened. The big game is coming up this weekend. Everyone's talking about Taylor Swift instead of the big game. Yes. But the big news is right here on the Ramsey Show. You ready for this? Tell me more. We just launched a new Ramsey-trusted national partner that can help you find the right health insurance. Really? 
I know. Not the news you were expecting. I didn't know. Tell me more. Well, we all know health insurance, it's not the most exciting or fun thing on people's list. But you know what it is fun? Having the right health insurance when you need it. Facts. I mean, the amount of people going bankrupt in medical bills is yes. frightening. And so, uh, you know, to get a load off your mind, protection for your hard-earned money, not panicking at the first sight of the medical bill, that's my idea of fun, at least partially. And it's why we are so excited to have a new partner called Health Trust Financial. And this isn't really new because here's why. Our team has worked with Health Trust Financial folks a lot over the years, and a bunch of their independent agents have actually been serving Ramsey fans for more than two decades now. First, they were part of our endorsed local providers program, mm -hmm. then as Ramsey Trusted Pros. And while a lot of health insurance companies out there care more about premiums than people, Health Trust Financial cares about educating you, saving you money, and shopping different providers to find you the health insurance you need. And they've done such a great job working with our fans that our team decided to expand this relationship and make Health Trust Financial the only health insurance company we recommend here at Ramsey. That's high praise. Listen, that's you got to do right by big. people for a long time and mm -hmm. treat them well and treat our fans well because trust is all we have here at Ramsey. That's what we're all about. So the fact that you guys have a new uh, company out there you can reach out to for all of your health insurance needs, Health Trust Financial. That's huge. They know their stuff, and they want to help you protect your wallet from unexpected medical costs. So if you need help figuring out the best health insurance for you and your family, be sure to check them out at healthtrustfinancial.com. Very cool. Very cool partnership. All right, let's go to the phones. Chris is up next in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing well. How can we help today? Um, my wife loves your nails, Jade, by the way. The color of your nails. Thank you. It's always Jade and never George. What's wrong with my nails, Chris? <laughs> I love them. Thank you. And your watch. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> that. How can we help? Um, so we're looking to relocate here uh, mid-year, probably June, July. Um, and I've done some math to where I could probably safely get us out of debt with the equity within our home um, and be debt-free when we move, but my wife is a little skittish. She wants to be able to buy right away when we mm -hmm. relocate. Where are you relocating to? Uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Is this for work? Um, just better lifestyle overall. Um, the tourist town really isn't for us or touristy income, so to speak. Seasonal, seasonal positions, that kind of thing are, you know, it's tough to get. Mm. What's in Pennsylvania? Um, what drove you guys there? Um, that's where I'm originally from. Um, I, we moved down here, my parents, before I you know, became of age and didn't have a choice. Um, mm -hmm. Moved here. Um, I met my wife. We've got a family here. Um, but we would, we've been back there to visit you know, over the years. She likes it. You know, obviously, I liked it when I was up there. Um, I would have stayed, but I didn't have a choice at that time. So is the assumption that if you bought a place, you'd live in the area that you grew up or the area that you know? Correct. Um, even even if we, you know, the way I want to do it with renting, we would rent somewhere within that within that vicinity. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I'm, uh, I'm I, I would vote for the rent in the f vicinity that you think you want to live because you times know, have changed out there. I imagine since you live there. <laughs> True that. And so part part of this is financial. I mean, if how much equity do you guys have in the house? Um, we owe one forty, and we could sell. For roughly two seventy five. Okay. So net of fees, you're looking at what one ten, one twenty. 
Um, based on my calculations with transfer taxes and things like that, um, about 101. Okay. So let's say you walk so away with 101. Estimate. How much debt do you have? Right. Um, about 48,000. That's including a, a vehicle. So mm-hmm. Okay. And then, so we clear the debt, and that leaves you with 53 total to your name? Uh, let's see here. Unless you have money in savings. Uh, I don't. So it would be, be about, yeah, yeah, what you said. That's correct. Okay. So let's call here. that your emergency fund plus a little bit of down payment money. Um, so my idea was um, from the 101 and the the debt, um, we could take twenty about 26400 um, Rent on average for uh, the space we would need there as of right now is about 2200 That's on the, the higher end. Um, take that for a year, 26400 Pay that up front. Um, and then we would pay have, up front. We could then take that twenty six four that we would pay up front, and then we could save that over the entirety of the year to make that our down payment on the home that we would look, you know, to purchase within that year. Hold on, the next year. Are you saying I, I want to make sure I'm following you? Are you saying you want to pay your rent up front for six correct. months and then take for a year? Correct. To who? We would pay the lease out in full for the full year as opposed to paying it monthly. I wouldn't do that. I, I would, would just never pay monthly do that. and you have the money sitting in savings already. Because what if something what if something happens and you're like we're renting here the guy above above us smokes pot and we can't get out of this like what if it, what if there's a complication are you not concerned that it could be a pain in the butt to get your money back? Um, I hadn't really thought that far into it. That's I would. part of the reason why yeah. I just think there's too much unnecessary risk in that and uh-huh. no benefit. So I would just pay the normal payment, 2200 a month. What's your take-home pay as a family? Um, as a family, about 950 a, a week. Wait, so it's only less than four grand a month? Yeah, about 33. I make 49 salary a year. When you're, well, here's taxes. the problem. Your rent is over 50% of your take-home pay. Mm-hmm. So you guys can't afford I, to live in this area. Right. But we would... What's the plan? Uh, we would, you know, we'd have that savings from, we would be able to pull our six months emergency but dra- fund. But draining your savings is not a sustainable option, even for a year, because then you're still not in a position to buy a house. 20 grand down is not going to get you very far uh-uh. in today's market. So I think we need to rethink this whole thing. And if your income is not going to double in the next six months to a year... We need to rethink where we're living and what our situation is. I love the idea of you selling this place to get out of your debt and have some money in the bank, but we're not in a position to go move somewhere where the rent's $2,200. What about your wife working? How old are the kids? Uh, She works uh, full-time in the summertime over the summer months and then part-time inside gigs over the the wintertime months when it's not as as busy at her job. Did you include that in the 49K? Did you include that? That's correct. Oh, you did. I'm, I'm sorry. No, that's just that's just my my salary, the forty nine k. Okay, so what what is her set like? What does she bring in regularly? If you had to average it out, what does she make in a year? Um, in a year, we last year we grossed fifty six nine nine hundred. Okay, fifty six thousand. Okay, um, we still need to get this. So she's making up. six thousand bucks a year gross, which is my, what I'm getting at. Is what about her? 
Because if you if you tell me, hey, I make forty nine thousand, and then with her money, it's fifty six. I'm like, okay, she made seven thousand dollars in a year gross. That means net, y'all didn't bring hardly any in. So what I'm getting at is, is there a way that she can make real steady money to contribute to this? That's why I asked how old the kids are because I kind of wanted to see what what that's like, real quick. Right, they're they're all school age kids. Yeah, seventeen, thirteen, and. Okay. Hey, that's the key to crack this code. If you, you need guys to are get doing a six-figure salary in order to afford twenty-two hundred a month, you need a take-home pay of about eight, eight grand or at least. Yeah, she needs to work and double match what you make. Right, but with the relocation, she would be making right around the same amount as me, so that would put us at right around eighty to ninety a year. I'd um, I'd crunch these numbers hard, Chris, before you make this move. Right now, I have some hesitation that this is the time. But we need to get the income up, and you need to find a cheaper place to rent, and you need to get rid of this debt. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave here. You want to hear even more life-changing content from Ramsey? Download the Ramsey Network app so you can catch all your favorite shows all in one place like the Ramsey Show, Smart Money Happy Hour, and the Dr. John Deloney Show. You'll get real talk about life, relationships, money, and your career. Plus, the app lets you browse by topic like debt, business, or selling your home. Get the content you want whenever and wherever you want to listen. Download the Ramsey Network app today.